Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited to talk to my guests today because we're going to be talking about several things that are so critical for people to know as they're doing business right now. So please join me in welcoming Jessica Embry to our program today. Welcome, Jessica. How are you doing? I'm well, Deb. So excited to be here. Perfect. I love it. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So Jessica Embry has been the creative director at Tulip Media Group for over eight years. She started when she was 12. <laughs> she is a story brand certified guide who works with their client partners to craft their brand identities into compelling stories, <coughs> excuse me, with clear and consistent marketing messaging. Jessica is also Google Ad Certified and takes the lead on keyword strategies and research for all of Tulip Media's print and digital marketing programs. She is also the co-author of Double Sales, zero salespeople. Optimize your sales and marketing into one business development strategy that works. So again, Jessica, welcome. Thank you for so much for having me. I love it. Well, I always like to find out from my guests how it is that they got to where they are today. So tell us a little bit more about that. So I grew up as an entrepreneurial uh, spirit. Um, okay. Father was self-employed. Mm. I had my first business when I was 10 door-to-door blueberry sales. And I always loved marketing. And Tulip Media is a big marketing engine, what we Mm -hmm. do for our clients, um, digital and print marketing. Mm -hmm. And in the last 10 years, we have shifted so much of our strategies, so much so that in 2019, we realized we had a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our cost of sales, our cost of acquisitions was $40,000. Wow. Yeah. You got to bill a lot to make that back up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It wasn't sustainable. And mm-hmm. we realized we were calling people who were not raising their hand saying, this is the problem I'm having. We were doing mm-hmm. a push strategy instead of mm-hmm. a push strategy. So we realized 
in a week that we needed to change everything we did. And within three months, we got that $40,000 cost of acquisition down Mm -hmm. to 4,000. Wow. So, you know, that's, that's a big part of what you talk about in your book. And it is so interesting. You co-wrote it with your founder and CEO, Andy Biting. And, you know, I, I, I was fascinated when I read it. And the premise, as we said at the very start, um, in the, the title is Zero Salespeople. And, you know, and I love this because anytime we have, you know, a discussion with somebody and, and you know, you tell them you, you need to be a salesperson, you get the fish face, the ew, right? <clears throat> Nobody wants to be a salesman. Now, there are some people who are very good at it, but for the most part, we're not. So tell us a little bit more about this whole concept of not having salespeople. Yeah. And we're not advocating to fire your salespeople. We're advocating for you to put the right people Mm -hmm. in your sales cycle. The Mm -hmm. issue with a lot of businesses today is the sales and marketing team don't work together. Right. They are in such silos. Never the two shall meet. Yeah. You have sales, you have marketing telling the story, doing Mm -hmm. a certain message Mm -hmm. and then go over to sales and sales completely doing something different. Mm -hmm. It's not cohesive. They're not communicating. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to having zero salespeople in your organization, we're asking you to actually put people in place that do the best in the certain part of the sales process. Mm -hmm. Um, And at Tulip Media, we found that the best people were the people in production, the people Mm -hmm. who were talking the talk and walking the walk. Right. The they know getting, what's going on. Yeah. They were getting excited. They were saying, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I'm so excited to do your magazine. We could mm-hmm. do this. We could do this. And it gets the customer excited and they say, yes, I will sign on that dotted line. Mm-hmm. It's it's more exciting. It's more gets people energized. Mm-hmm. And a salesperson, while they can do their job correctly, they don't have that passion necessarily about PPC, about keywords. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're advocating in the book is making sure your sales engine is running smoothly and that you have the right people in each mm-hmm. part. Right. You know, and I was telling you when when we were chatting before the program, I was talking with a friend of mine who owns his own marketing firm. So, you know, that there's there's that disclaimer. He, you know, he's a marketing guy. Mm. And he tells me that salespeople are often the worst people in a business. And again, you know, these they're wonderful people. We love them. We're not saying, you know, and, and he said, the problem is that they get so focused on, you have to sign on the dotted line right now and give us your deposit, your money or whatever, that they forget that we have to bring them along in this process. We have to tell the stories. We have to find out, first of all, do they really need our product or service? Um, and let's be honest, many salespeople don't don't even think, you know they don't even care about that. You know the the reason people make the face with sales is you know we're we're used to going to say look at a new car and you get <laughs> pounced on right and they never pay attention to you know you might say I'm you know I have kids we need you know something to transport them to you know soccer practice. They want to sell you whatever they need to sell you to get it off the lot um, because the pressure is on them to do that. It's, you know, th- they don't want to be bad people. They, you know, these are nice people. They want to please you. But when they're being told we have an inventory of X that you have to get rid of, that's what happens. Um, you know, or we've got this new product that we want you to sell or this new service. And they really aren't doing all, as you said, all of the steps in between. So talk to us more about that. 
Yeah. So for myself, for example, is I'm not a good closer and I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that. I get excited in the middle of the journey. Mm -hmm. I get excited being on demos, being like, okay, let's talk about your Mm -hmm. goals. Mm -hmm. You're really digging into what they actually Mm -hmm. need. Like you said, we want to set them up for success. We want to sell them something that we know they're going to use for Mm -hmm. a very long time, have a great experience, and then spread that word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So when you look at your business engine in your business um, and your sales engine, Break it down into different steps and then go okay. to your team and say, mm-hmm. okay, Jess, you don't like closing. You you mm-hmm. don't enjoy it at all. You don't enjoy the numbers. You you like the middle part. That's where you're going to be in the process. Mm-hmm. You have a few people in your sales process. In mm-hmm. quotes. That's okay. The way we do this, because we've had people say, well, isn't that a lot of people in the sales process to introduce to someone? Right. Are we going to confuse the client? and? Mm-hmm. No, because because clients can respect you saying, hey, we have an expert in PPC who right. really wants to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. Why don't you get on a call with Jess? Mm-hmm. She's going to talk you through. She's going to align with you on what your actual budget should be and mm-hmm. what you don't need. And they love that. They right. love that they're actually getting more value out mm-hmm. of this free sales call. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with bringing in someone else. It's not passing on mm-hmm. sales call. It's bringing in more mm-hmm. value to your customers. Right. You know, and and I love that you say this because closing really is one of the hardest things for people to do, you know, to to actually say, give me money, Um, you know, because we don't want to be pushy. We don't want to overstep. And, And so that, of course, is the problem. We never actually ask. And then we wonder, why aren't they working with us? Why didn't they, you know, why didn't they love us? It's because we never asked. We never had that call to action. We never had any of that. And as you said, there are some people who that is their wheelhouse. You know, they are perfect at doing that. So get them into that at the right stage, as opposed to right at the very beginning. Yep. And we found that the way we set up our marketing now is closing's not an issue mm-hmm. because we've done the right messaging. Right. So when people come in, they're educated buyers. Mm-hmm. They're going, yeah, that's what I want. I just want a quick demo and then I'll Mm -hmm. sign on the line. Mm -hmm. So we don't necessarily need that pushy Mm -hmm. salesman. We are just giving them what they came for Mm -hmm. and what they need at the end of the day. Well, and you know, the, the, the nice thing is that also allows you to determine fairly early on, this is not a good fit for them right now. Um, You know, and, and which is, you know, that's that's complicated. And of course, one of the big things was that is figuring out exactly who it is you're trying to sell to. Um, you know, we talk a lot about avatars and you know who your perfect client is. And I always love it. And I'm sure you hear this every time when you say, Who is your your perfect client? And they smile at you and they say, Everyone. And you're like, No. <laughs> you know? And and there is nothing. I don't I can never think of a product that every single person, at least in, you know, a certain area would buy, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and uh, so, yeah, your target is not everyone, but, you know, even when you have that right target, sometimes it's just not a good fit for whatever reason, Um, you know, and, and so you've kind of gently and politely weeded them out at the start, as opposed to getting them a little bit further down the line where then everybody discovers, okay, we just wasted everybody's time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we run into that all the time when we go through the exercises of Mm -hmm. poor customer, who's your character. Mm -hmm. And 
go like, oh, I have 10 of them. I'm like, okay, so let's narrow this down even more. Mm-hmm. What problem do they all have that you're trying to solve for mm-hmm. them? That's your messaging. Right. That's what you want to go mm-hmm. off of. That's what resonates with people that when they go on your site, they're like, yeah, I am mm-hmm. frustrated about my marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tulip Media can help me out with that. Mm-hmm. That's something that they resonate with. Mm-hmm. Right. So walk us through new client comes to you. Kind of mm-hmm. kind of talk about the process of, of this discovery. So right now, all of our inbound marketing is via our, our marketing strategies like PPC, website. Okay blogging. Mm -hmm. And when they come in, they either book a call with us or they get a magazine quote with us. Mm -hmm. So it's very optimized in that way. We have Calendly set up. So it's very convenient for Mm -hmm. clients. That's another thing that businesses need to pay attention to. Is it? I know. Oh my gosh. You you folks, y'all need (laughs) online scheduling. The worst thing is Jessica, will Tuesday at two work? No, Tuesday at two won't work. Well, what about Wednesday? No, no. Just have your online calendar. Keep it current. And and just do that. It's not difficult. No, and it if you make it easy for people Mm -hmm. to buy from you, your conversion rate will just soar. Right. Mm -hmm. That's something sometimes forget about. We we have people going through 10 different landing pages and Mm -hmm. we get lost and Mm -hmm. we forget why we're here. Yeah, what was I there to buy? (laughs) So when we have that person come in, they are usually we know a lot of we know their business URL, we know what they're looking for. feel informed. They're a little bit informed because they came in through our sales funnel. We have that intro call Mm -hmm. with them. We talk through things. We'll either send them a proposal or we'll say, let's get on a demo. Mm -hmm. And our in our book that we wrote, we had a seven sales cycle. I Mm -hmm. think it was in there. Mm -hmm. It's actually shortened quite a bit because Mm -hmm. we have optimized our sales cycle Mm -hmm. so much that we have informed people going, okay, Mm -hmm. demo's great. Give me the proposal. Where Mm -hmm. can I sign? Let's let's get this going. Mm And what we're looking for lately with Tulip Media is not a lot of leads. We're looking for more quality leads. Right. That's what matters at the end of the day. We don't want mm-hmm. we don't want to send our clients not quality leads. That's wasting mm-hmm. our clients' time. Right. We want to send them quality leads mm-hmm. that they're looking for, the the buyers informed, and that they can convert fast mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, I was looking at somebody else's website or reading. There was something that I saw earlier today where they were saying that their sales team is is supposed to do, and this was an odd number, so I wondered where they came up with this, 55 calls a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I did wonder why 55 and somewhere, you know, some math thing came out with that. But if you're making 55 calls a day, you know, you're probably only getting two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, and and now, you know, if you're if somebody's really good at at the the inbound stuff, you might be getting much higher rate than that. But you're wasting your time on probably fifty of those calls. So why not say, okay, you know, we want you to speak with if you're going to make them do this. You know, I'm I'm not an advocate of this, but you know, if you're going to make them be you know doing these, have them talk to maybe less than ten. You know, and and weed it down, or even less than five. I mean, you know, if, if one is who you need, then, you know, why are you going to do that? And, and we talk about that a lot because so many people, and this comes back to the, you know, my target audience is everyone. They think, you know, especially new people in business or those who are struggling, we have to reach out to everyone because we don't want to miss anyone. And, you know, and, and that's just never going to be a good philosophy. Yeah. And I mean, that's why you have to narrow down your analytics. Like you said, 
we used to have that kind of benchmark is you mm-hmm. have to have this many calls a day. Mm-hmm. It's not working for us. It's okay. We had 10 leads this week. Out mm-hmm. of those 10 leads, how many of them turned into proposals? How right. many of them turned into opportunities? Mm-hmm. Those are the metrics that matter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes b- as a business, we need to look at what metrics are we using? Mm-hmm. What metrics are we counting? And do they make sense? Mm-hmm. Do they make sense for a business? Are they driving revenue? Because that's mm-hmm. what matters at the end of the day. Right. We have a a fire truck manufacturer here in Canada, and they have million dollar trucks, half a million. Right. They don't. They're not need- going to talk to a lot of people. <laughs> they don't need fifty leads a week. They need two. And right. I even talked to him, and I'm like, "Do you want more than that?" He goes, "I can't take any more than that. We are." Mm-hmm up till 2025 mm-hmm. right now in orders. I don't want any more. Mm-hmm. That's okay for them. They right. are still their money. Mm-hmm. They're still growing their business. Mm-hmm. So question on that, you know, he, he, he tells you, you know, we're, we have business through 2025. I mean, that's 18 ish months, right? Yep. Should they stop their marketing right now? No. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, <laughs> but that's, that's a mistake. A lot of people make, right? Well, then your pipeline starts to dry up because, Mm -hmm. for example, these fire trucks, they take a year to build. Right. So you need to keep that pipeline going. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, whenever I talk to uh, clients, we're always get into the discussion of, well, the first thing businesses cut is marketing. Mm -hmm. When they need to lean down their business, their expenses, their investments, the Mm -hmm. first thing they cut is marketing. And I always say, I think that's a mistake. Right. Your marketing is what's driving your revenue. Your mm-hmm. marketing is what get it, is getting brand awareness out mm-hmm. about your business. Um, if you are trying to raise your revenue by 10% next year, but you're cutting your marketing, my question always to the client is, well, what are you going to do differently mm-hmm. to get to that 10%? Mm-hmm. Are you doing something different in sales? Are you doing something different in marketing? Mm-hmm. To do something different to get that 10% gap filled. Right. Well, and a lot of times... They cut marketing because it is hard to determine how effective marketing is because you can tell with sales, right? This guy comes in and he says, I made four sales this week and we brought in X number of dollars and marketing people say, well, we ran some ads and we sent out a mailer. (laughs) And so part of this is, is teaching marketing people how to show their value. Yeah. Yeah. And I think ROI always, that's the big word on everybody's mm-hmm. mouth is mm-hmm. what's the ROI of this. And that's why when we talk to our clients, we're like, okay, I don't care about clicks so much. I don't care about impressions so much. Mm-hmm. I want to know how many leads we had this month, how many mm-hmm. leads we had this week. Are they quality leads? Are mm-hmm. they moving the needle forward? Mm-hmm. So that's why when it comes to having those discussions is looking at the right metrics for mm-hmm. your business and knowing what matters to you right. and what's driving that revenue. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is so important to to do that whole process. Um, I ran an ad on Facebook several weeks ago uh, and had 258 click throughs, which that was really good. You know, it's, it's a very finite thing that we were looking for. And so my first thought was, oh, my gosh, 258 people. Zero bought. <laughs> So clearly there was something wrong. Um, But yeah, if I had just looked at that initial metric, I was thrilled beyond words. But then I had to carry it through and go, okay. And and so then the thought process is, why? Why did that happen? You know, when they got to the site, what was the problem? Um, You know, and and, uh, so, you know, that's that's it. And, And that's where all of these discussions have to take place because 
you you need to know from whoever has the initial contact um, with you know potential clients why didn't it move forward? Yep. You know that's that is in many ways a far more important discussion than how many did you buy? Yep. Where did they stop in the mm-hmm. customer journey and why? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why at Tulip, the first thing we do with our clients on the digital side is mm-hmm. okay. Let's make sure your storefront, your website is ready mm-hmm. for visitors. Right. Because if your website's not ready? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing PPC? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing blogging? If mm-hmm. people don't know how to get in touch with you, people don't know um, what you're trying to sell them. Mm-hmm. So we always make sure their website's ready. And we pair that with a keyword analysis too, mm-hmm. to make sure you're speaking the right jargon. Right. Um, sometimes we get into what I call the curse of knowledge. We've been in our own business for mm-hmm. so long that we start to use phrases that people don't understand. Right. Like I could have said cost of acquisition, but I I usually say COA, but people are going, what's a COA? Mm-hmm. Well, I know um, we're Googling it real quick and yeah. trying to not let you see, right? <laughs> exactly. And uh, we work with a lot of insurance agencies and mm-hmm. they like to use commercial insurance. Well, mm-hmm. to a buyer, they understand business insurance instead mm-hmm. of commercial. Right. So it's making sure you're re- using the right jargon. It's mm-hmm. making sure you're using the right messaging. Mm-hmm. And that's why your website is so important mm-hmm. before we even go to the next thing, which is usually PPC, mm-hmm. blogging, email newsletter. You need to make sure your your storefront's ready. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and so many people think, well, you know, we'll just talk to them. But if they don't, you know, I don't even remember the last time I bought something where I hadn't at least done a little bit of research online. You know, some, depending on what it was, if it was a major purchase, then you did a lot of research online, but we still go to people's websites and folks, your Facebook business page is not your website. (laughs) It should be sending people to your website. Um, You know, I get probably one or two a month still where people say, well, we've decided not to have a website because we have a Facebook business page. Well, that's great until you have an issue. Um, you know, I was getting ready to go on vacation earlier this year and I manage about 15 different Facebook business pages mm-hmm. and my account got hacked. I got, I got locked out of my personal account and it truly, well, and truly was hacked. Some other person had it. Um, I was going on vacation. It was like, oh, this is disaster. Um, you know, because of course my big worry was, you know, I, because I do ads that meant that they had my credit card information. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And so have backups, folks. Have have other people who can do all of this stuff on your page. Yep. But um, you know, it 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 effectively shut us down for several days. And I mean, that is in essence the same thing as if you shut the doors of your business. So, you know, don't ever rely on something, especially like Facebook, that belongs to somebody else. You know, if your own website goes down, then you can talk to, you know, your your vendors, to your your host and, and maybe figure out what's going on there. But yeah, Facebook, it's iffy if that's the only place you exist. Well, I mean, back to what you said, it's all about control. Mm-hmm. You have control over your Squarespace site, mm-hmm. your Quick site, your WordPress yep. site. But if, like you said, Facebook, you could get hacked mm-hmm. or, you know, Twitter's thinking about actually starting to make people pay for mm-hmm use it. Mm-hmm. What if Facebook follows the suit? Mm-hmm. So yes, it will cost money for you to get that website mm-hmm. up and running. However, there are places like Square Play- mm-hmm. Squarespace and Wix who right. make it easy for you to mm-hmm. drag mm-hmm. and do that. Um, Facebook- At least have one page, folks. <laughs> you know, have, have something simple. 
or click funnels. You could do mm-hmm. click funnels, mm-hmm. which is it's technically a website that you could be running. Right. And that's, again, very easy for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but Facebook, while something very important for your business or mm-hmm. socials are very important for your mm-hmm. business, might not be your end all storefront mm-hmm. you want people going to. Right. Yeah. Always remember somebody else owns those, Um, you know, and, 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 and I do think it is important to have a presence on the ones that are applicable to your clients or your potential clients. Um, But yeah, things can happen. And, you know, they, they might, you know, like you were saying, you know, Twitter and uh, X, (laughs) you know, know, and, and I mean, they can change the rules. They own that toy. Um, you know, we could we could log into our Facebook business pages tomorrow and discover they're going to charge us five hundred dollars or more a month. And yeah. you never know. Um, so you know, always always have your own own house. Yeah, and I really like what you said too. Is go where your people are. Go where mm-hmm. your customers are. I always have uh, clients coming to me and going, Jess, should I be on Pinterest? I'm like, I don't think you're a B two B business. I don't know if Pinterest is really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go where your core customer are. If mm-hmm. you're B2B business, that's maybe LinkedIn. If you're mm-hmm. B2C, maybe that's TikTok. Mm-hmm. Go where they are. Don't waste your revenue. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your marketing dollars on something that right. you know your core customers aren't mm-hmm. on. Right. Yeah. You know, and 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 your time is just as important. Yeah. Um, you know, or actually more important, right? And you know, and, and I'm one of these people that I'm like, squirrel. So, you know, I, you know, that, that's why I'm not on all of those other platforms because I just go down those rabbit holes and never come back out. But yeah, as you're figuring out who your best client is, figure out where they're going to be. You know, if they're not going to be on TikTok and you like it, fine, do that for your personal, um, you know, but, but figure out where they're going to be. And then remember, things do change. Yeah. And one thing to say about socials um, is it's interruption marketing. Mm-hmm. People are just constantly scrolling. They're not yep. necessarily there to buy mm-hmm. scrolling through, which is why I like PPC Google mm-hmm. ads, right. because right. that's when people are typing in the problem. You're trying mm-hmm. to solve. They're looking for marketing mm-hmm. agencies near me. They're looking for fire truck manufacturers mm-hmm. near me. and your ad is popping up. You're mm-hmm. providing a solution right then and there. Right. I remember one time I, and this was a while ago, somebody was saying he was trying to get in front of one specific person for a job interview. And he figured out somehow how to run Google ads so that he came up when this guy did a search and, and because it was the weirdest thing. Now that's not going to happen folks. <laughs> you know, that's, that's like way too targeted, but yeah, figure out again, who you're trying to, to reach and do your advertising there. And you know, so I think one of the things that people tell me a lot of, Jessica, is this is that's expensive. It costs too much money. We want to do the free stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about Google ads. Yeah. So I get that all the time. They're like, oh, that's expensive. I don't mm-hmm. want to spend thousands of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. I have clients who spend $1,000 a month and they get the re- return on investment. Right. They, I have clients who spend $10,000 a month mm-hmm. and they get the return on investment that mm-hmm. they want. It's all about what your goal is. Mm-hmm. Usually we say, how many leads are you getting right now? Okay, mm-hmm. that's going to be our benchmark, but we're going to raise it a little bit as mm-hmm. we as we continue to talk. But with Google ads, it's all about keywords. It's all about mm-hmm. your messaging. If you have a keyword fire truck manufacturer, mm-hmm. that's what you want to be using. Right. Keywords are the fuel of mm-hmm. your car. They get people going. Mm-hmm. Um but one thing with Google ads, and this is where a lot of people waste money, is they use ambiguous terms. Mm-hmm. 
So back to the fire truck manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use a keyword just saying fire truck. People could be searching for fire trucks hey. online, mm-hmm. looking for coloring pages, looking mm-hmm. for a toy. Mm-hmm. You want to use specific keywords that mm-hmm. kind of you down that way you're not spending money on mm-hmm. things that are just going to waste your dollars that's right. where people get in trouble mm-hmm. that's where you have to really think about mm-hmm. your keywords and that's why we do that competitive and keyword mm-hmm. analysis right you know and and it's it's funny you know you're not old enough to remember this i remember when all of this first started and google was still trying to figure out what it was doing and we had you know multiple search engines at that point and and there still are but you know google's the big dog but everything applies to the other search engines too but um and so we would put in the in keywords your competitors names or other things that people might be searching for that then your ad would pop up and and that worked really well for a long time i mean i, I you know and and um but of course what happened was google got smart <laughs> you know and, and said no no you can't put walmart in your keywords you know just because you want your your thing to pop up and and you know it it even penalizes you to some degree but you know there are other things like i some and and Please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on this because I'm certainly far from an expert to to figure out, okay, you know, I might put Deb, Debra, mm-hmm. Debbie. Um, I might deliberately misspell my name because somebody might do that. So that is that's okay, right? But I can't say I can't put Jessica Embry in my my keywords hoping that anybody looking for you finds me. Google doesn't want you to misrepresent what people are clicking right. on. So if you were trying to mimic me, they mm-hmm. would be like, no, no, Deb, you can't do that. Right. Now, in terms of different variations of your name, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's why they have different types of keywords. There's mm-hmm. phrase match, there's broad match, there's exact match. So mm-hmm. you have Deb right there. Um, but they also have negative keywords. Things you don't want popping up, your mm-hmm. ad popping up for. And this okay. is really powerful too, because mm-hmm. we're not just a printing and distribution company for magazines. We are a turnkey solution. So we mm-hmm. don't want to come up as a magazine printer. We want to come right. up as a customized magazine. Okay. So we have to use negative keywords to make sure people, even though they are looking for magazine help, mm-hmm. want the people looking for printers, mm-hmm. our Google ads and wasting our money there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I, you j- you've mentioned this now several times, and I found this on your website. That oh my gosh, this is so cool! And that is that you do magazines. Yeah. So talk to it because you know, first of all, people are like, "What's that?" You know. So we're going to talk about the importance of still having print. Um, <laughs> but talk. So so let's do that first. Let's talk about why we why print is still so important as opposed to one hundred percent digital. Yeah, and I mean. We get that all the time. Just print is dead. And you're like, no, no, it's not when used correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do custom magazines and newsletters for mm-hmm. all over North America. People who are looking for credibility, brand mm-hmm. awareness, longevity in their print marketing campaigns. They're looking for retention. So they mm-hmm. have a big, big client list and they want to give them value added mm-hmm that show up right on their door. Mm-hmm. There's something so tangible about holding a piece mm-hmm. of marketing that people just keep it longer. Mm-hmm. And it creates that community too. So if mm-hmm. you had a power hour magazine full of content, right. of marketers and mm-hmm. businesses, case studies of mm-hmm. people learning from your content, mm-hmm. that creates a sense of community. Mm-hmm. People just keep it longer mm-hmm. with and so we do everything from we have jewelry magazines, we have 
fire truck magazines. We have newsletter, uh, garden center magazines, mm-hmm. insurance magazines. It can be used when correctly. It can be used for any industry. Mm-hmm. And it's all about who are you sending it to? Will mm-hmm. they find value in that content? So somebody produces it for, I mean, or you produce it for a specific company. Is that how that works? Yeah. So um, we it's have their every- content. Yep, it's their content. So we have everything from ghostwriters to designers Mm -hmm. to proofers. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we'll say, okay, you have a 16-page magazine. Let's start filling it. And our project managers will work with our clients and say, okay, uh, insurance agency XYZ, what do you want to talk about? What's really hot in the insurance industry? What can we, how can we make insurance interesting for consumers or for getting this magazine? So we interview those those clients. We mm-hmm. we put in value added content. We put in QR codes to make it integrated with between mm-hmm. digital and print. Well, and you know, I remember when we would get magazines, and when I especially you know when I was in agencies and other places like that. But then you'd have the sticky note on on the front. So whoever got it, and then they put your name right, and and you were supposed to read whatever they wanted you to read, check it off, and hand it to the next person. And that really, I mean, that still happens. And and the cool thing about it is when it's in print, it you know, you can send somebody an email, obviously, with a link saying, hey, this is a great article. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may, they may not read it. Who knows? But there is something about having that tangible thing that, you know, and, and, and of course, if you send somebody a link, they may or may not read anything else. You know, more than likely, they're going to read whatever that one was, and they're not going to do anything else. When you have a magazine, even if it's something that's you know fairly short, you're probably going to flip through it and read other things. Yep. I have a Costco magazine that comes to my door every month, and I'll look through it because I'm oh, yeah. a customer. I'm mm-hmm. going, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some interesting recipes mm-hmm. in here. Because they're not only trying to sell their product, they're right. giving complimentary articles right. that mm-hmm. engage and get mm-hmm. my yeah, I remember years ago we used to do a newsletter, and and I think and and it, I work for an agency, and I don't I actually don't even remember what the client was. It's that long ago, but we always included recipes mm-hmm. because you know and 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 it you know didn't pertain in any way to whatever whatever it was, but people kept it mm-hmm. um, because it had that cool recipe, and you know did did they maybe tear that recipe out? Well, maybe. But, but yeah, they kept the magazine that we had. I mean, it was probably more like a newsletter. But, but yeah, so have those things in there. You know, what are decorating tips for Halloween? You know, top five children's toys to buy for Christmas. All of those things. You know, so it, sometimes it can pertain to your business. Sometimes it's just great information that you're giving to people. Yeah, and we have we do a lot of that engaging content too mm-hmm. in our B to C businesses. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's put some, some crosswords in there. Mm-hmm. Let's put some QR codes that go right. to a quiz on our website mm-hmm. so that it gets stuck in our customer journey on mm-hmm. our website. Engaging, like marrying your print and digital marketing is mm-hmm. becoming easier and easier. Right. Um, there's AR technologies, mm-hmm. uh, AI technologies, mm-hmm. there's VR technologies that now people are starting to integrate in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the other beauty of print marketing is it's becoming again popular because of AI mm-hmm. and what the rise of that. Mm-hmm has been having in the last few months um i think with ai as beautiful as it is it's it's actually kind of scary beautiful Mm -hmm. how fast ai is growing but ai is also allowing print to become more credible because now people are saying 
is this actually written by a human? They're starting to distrust what mm-hmm. they see online. So print brings that credibility again. Right. Well, and of course, the funny thing is you could have used AI to write the article, (laughs) but, but yeah, there's just something again uh, that makes it more credible to see it in print. Yeah. They, they invested a lot of time and resources Mm -hmm. in this magazine. Mm -hmm. There's definitely a real person behind this magazine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And it is so that the person I was talking to yesterday, that's what we were talking about was AI and you know how to use it in marketing and and you know you're right it is scary i mean it's there are some things about it that are are a little freaky but at the same point it's so cool it's- um you know and and i use it to write my blog posts otherwise i would sit here and stare at the computer screen and then pretty soon you know go off and do something else but i can you know go through give a c- couple prompts in in ai and get an article that then i personalize you know, and, and I think that's the thing that, that many people forget is, is it going to be absolutely perfect? Probably not. Um, you know, and, and so you need to go through and put your voice to it. And you know, for the people who are saying it's going to take jobs, maybe, but those people need to figure out how to use it to enhance their job. You know, and, and so they can say, you know, okay, I'm an AI marketing expert. So then they're going to use it because it still needs those personal touches. And as we know, as, you know, right now, at least, I'm sure this is going to catch up pretty fast. The The data is old, several years old. Um, you know, and so if it says, you know, 29% of people do whatsy, whatever, you need to research that because 29% is is a, a number that's, that's, you know, several years old. But yeah, it still needs those personal touches. Will it figure those out at some point? Maybe. I mean, the way it's it's evolving, you know, there is kind of the sky is the limit. But yeah, for those who are worried about it, figure out how to incorporate it into what you do instead of being scared of it. Yeah, lean into it and make yourself more efficient. Mm -hmm. Do not let it to be your end draft. Right. Let it just help you get the juices, the creative Mm -hmm. flowing, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, Again huge conversation we've had with a lot of our clients because they're Mm -hmm. like, why do we need your blogging services if I could just type this Mm -hmm. into AI? I said, because if you can type this into AI and get an article, so can your competitor. Right. That's not original content. Mm -hmm. That's not content that Google's liking on on their on your page necessarily. You want to make sure it's still keyword optimized. You want to make sure that like you said, it has some personality. It has your Mm -hmm. voice. It has case studies in it. It Mm -hmm. invokes emotion. And right now AI can evoke emotion. Right. They can write a very flat article. You mm-hmm. need to make it yourself. Mm-hmm. Have it as your assistant, absolutely, mm-hmm. to make yourself more efficient. Do not let it be the end all mm-hmm. for your marketing campaigns. Right. You know, and, and it is it, like we, we've been saying, it's very interesting. I mean, you know, I, I like telling it, this is really silly. I like telling it something and then watching it type, right? I'm like, ooh. Um, you know, and, and what I have found is it, it, it definitely shortens my process of whatever it is that I'm doing. And there are times where it's like, wow, I'd never thought of it that way. Or it reinforces what I was thinking about. And so that's always good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like having an assistant. It's just an assistant that's, you know, behind the the, the monitor. Yep. And it's a lot of people think chat GBT is such a dirty word to say if they're talking. It's not. Like you said, it's right. an assistant. It's mm-hmm. here to help you. If I need... 10 meta descriptions that mm-hmm. are based off of this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, but just don't make sure you always have a human mm-hmm. eye looking at it to make right. sure that's what your voice is. Mm-hmm. 
making sure you're tweaking it and personalizing Mm -hmm. it to yourself. And I mean, there's different AI, Mm -hmm. actually technologies that are coming out every day. Um, Google is going to be changing the way we shop in the next few months, just the way they, when you type something in search bar, Mm -hmm. it pops up images of what you're looking Mm -hmm. for. It has generative AI now. Um, Photoshop AI is Mm -hmm. amazing. A lot of the listeners probably have heard of it or seen it Mm -hmm. on TikTok or socials. Mm -hmm. What you can do with photos now is amazing. Mm -hmm. Again, reinforcing print being more credible because now people are Mm -hmm. feel that trust with print. Right. But every day there seems to be something new. I think I saw a website that you could type in what you do, what your current site is, and it Mm -hmm. will automatically create a new website for you. So this is changing every day and it's Mm -hmm. getting scary excitingly scary, I mm-hmm. want to say. Right. You just need to lean into it. You mm-hmm. just need to accept that this might be the new norm, but how are your business going mm-hmm. to react to it and how can you be proactive in it? So right. like you said, you can be the expert in mm-hmm. this type of technology. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and and it isn't perfect. Um, I was in Canva. Now I have the paid version of Canva, yeah. but in the free version, this exists also. And that's, you know, the ability to do text to image. And it was funny. I did. Um, uh, I, I put in there, you know, uh, create an image of a man at a desk. And and of course, you know, the more descriptive you are, folks, the better this is. Otherwise, you know, you get weird things. But, you know, so a man at a desk looking at his computer monitor with his uh, hand on his face. So, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, he's in deep thought. Right. Um, and it generates this image. And I, it, you know, and my first thought was, well, that's really cool. Wait a minute. And I kept looking and I kept looking and I don't know how his, his hand went into his eye. I mean, it was, and it is, you know, it was creepy. Um, but, you know, and then I could not get that out of there. I mean, I don't know how it figured, you know, but yeah, it was like, you know, I said, remove hand. Well, then his eye was gone. I mean, it was like, um, but, but yeah, it was, but it gave me a start again as to, to you know, what you can do. Yeah. And so, and, but yeah, always double check all of these, you know, you don't want the hand in the eye or the wrong statistic or whatever. And you bring up a good point. Prompts are very important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're going to do something or a client's going to do something, Mm -hmm. they don't know what they actually want. So they're not being descriptive. They don't Mm -hmm. have that that image of Mm -hmm. what they're trying to achieve. So Mm -hmm. AI doesn't work for them necessarily. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's just that's where people like Tulip Media and Mm -hmm. other marketing agencies and other businesses come in because we hear what you're saying in terms of what your goal is. And we kind of have that vision on how to get Mm -hmm. there. Right. Right. Well, let's talk some more because this I think is, is what is the ultimate that we all have to figure out. And that is who is your core customer. And, you know, and, and I mentioned in your bio that you are a story brand expert. So talk to us more about that because again, folks, everyone is not who you are selling to. Yeah. So we are a story brand certified agency. And what Mm -hmm. that means, if anybody is familiar with Donald Miller building a story brand is Mm -hmm. we've gone through the courses, we've gone through the training, and we know how to narrow down what type of messaging is going to resonate with your core customer. And it's a seven part framework where you look through the character, you look at their problem, you become the guide in your messaging, Mm -hmm. you showcase a plan because we are very simple human beings and we just need to showcase what steps need to be taken mm-hmm. so our, our visitors can contact us. It needs to show success and it needs to show failure as well. Right. You know, and, and it is something that, you know, again, people, they don't want to figure out 
they don't want to they don't want to eliminate a potential buyer. So, um, but I've I've used this example before. I was at a networking thing, and this was a while ago. But you know, everybody went around the room, you know, gave their little thirty second spiel, and this woman sold skincare products, and so she would say. My audience is everyone because we all have skin. <laughs> you know, there's everybody has skin. And, you know, but when it came to either buying her product or more importantly for all of us referring clients to her, we couldn't do it, you know, because we, we went, uh, everybody has skin. So now we're confused. And so we worked with her to get it. And and now she fine-tuned and she fine-tuned really small. And it was really kind of funny because it worked very well for her. So she refined to, she she sold skincare products for teenage boys, 16 years old, who had acne. Mm -hmm. And we all went, well, we know somebody like that, right? Or we might say, what about a 16-year-old girl or, you know, we could maybe pick something out of there, an adult with acne or something like that. But when she narrowed it down to 16-year-old boys with acne, every single person knew somebody that we could refer to her. Yep. And, you know, and, and 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 so it really did simplify that process for her because she wasn't talking to people who, you know, were, you know, they were fine with whatever they could buy at their local drugstore. You know, she needed somebody to, she needed to get very specific. Then could she broaden? Yes. But she had to narrowly target first. Yeah. It's like, I'd say to you, Deb, do you know anyone who needs a marketing agency? You kind of probably don't. I'm like, maybe. (laughs) Deb, do you know anybody who's really frustrated with their marketing right now and like struggling? Mm -hmm. And you're going, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. So it's rephrasing Mm -hmm. the problem. It's rephrasing who's the guide. And Mm -hmm. it's people what it is you do and what mm-hmm. solution you bring to the table. Right. And, you know, share that with people. Like I said, when she told us this is who it was, then we knew um, mm-hmm. because we all know that the best way to, you know, in, in, is, is word of mouth. Yeah. Um, it, you know, we can, we can see ad after ad, we can get brochure, we can get magazine, all these various things. But when a random person on Facebook who we don't know says buy from here, we do, um, you know, and and uh, so word of mouth is just so incredibly important. So why not make it easy for people to say, you all need to call Jessica? Yeah. And so is retention. Like you mm-hmm. were just saying, when you get someone who loves you, right. make sure you keep them because mm-hmm. it's gonna, if you lose that client, now you mm-hmm. have to get two clients to grow, right. just right. one. So, you so wanna- what are some strategies for retaining clients? So there's a few different ones, but of course, communicate open communication with mm-hmm. your clients, have monthly calls with them. So you're keeping up with them. You're mm-hmm. seeing what's going on in their business, their life, create that, that relationship, mm-hmm. treat them well, always have that upfront expectation on mm-hmm. what they're hiring you to do. Mm-hmm. I find um, upfront contracts are great going mm-hmm. in saying, okay, this is where you're at. This is where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. If we're all on the same page in terms of communication, mm-hmm. that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Um we always love to gift at Tulip Media. So we always try to get that to know that person mm-hmm. very well. Um, again, treating them right, keeping mm-hmm. those expectations and making sure that at the end of the day, they love what you do. They mm-hmm. love the product that they're getting from you. Right. Right. You know, and it used to be when there were, you know, the the Dale Carnegie sales training, <laughs> you know, the, the good salespeople had these boxes and, and they were cards. 
Mm-hmm. And so they would say, okay, here is Jessica's birthday. Here's her anniversary, you know, and, and all these various things. And, and they, you would get those cards, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and now of course, you know, we can send the note on Facebook or through LinkedIn or whatever that says happy birthday, you know, happy work anniversary, all of those things. But, you know, again, if I get a card, I have birthday cards that I received years ago stuck up on my door, yeah. um, you know, or thank you cards, more important folks, thank you cards, you know, and, and so again, that print stuff really is something very important. Now, be careful that you're not stalking them, that you're not, you know, freaking them out with <laughs> how did they know that was when my anniversary was, Um but, you know, there are, you know, we, we like that. And and thank you cards, really. Um, you know, that's just, even if you didn't make the sale, why not send them a, hi, it was really nice chatting with you and getting to know you. Please keep me in mind for the future type of card. Yep. I mean, your emptiest inbox is your mailbox. Right. You get probably hundreds of emails a day. But how oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mail get a day. So that's, again, print is more credible. Right. It's more impactful mm-hmm. sometimes when you're sending to the right person. Mm-hmm. Right. Except if it's political. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> we get and but but they really are. I mean, they're following that same principle because we tune out the commercials that we're hearing. You know, we're not maybe not even paying attention when they're being interviewed. But when you get that flyer or whatever from them in the mail, you might stop and read it. Um, you know, and, and so that, of course, is where it's so important to make sure what you're putting there is something that is valuable. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's funny. We actually won a, a contest one time, a, a direct marketing thing, where my clients were hairstylists and they were loved them dearly. Um, and we ran this really edgy campaign for them in a place that was not real edgy, but, you know, it, it actually worked pretty well. But one of the things they had said in this was, you know, say that everybody who gets this gets 20% off. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, how many are we sending it to? You know, and this was long enough ago that you bought the list from people and, and all of these various things. Um, but, you know, and, and so, you know, we, we started doing the math and I said, you guys can't do that. You cannot fulfill that number because if even 5% called in, that was going to be hundreds of people calling in. And, you know, and, and so then we went back and said, you know, the first 20 or something like that. I don't know what we did, but, um, but yeah, you know, that is, that, that comes back to what we were saying. Be careful of what you're saying. Um, and also remember, you know, as, as Jessica was saying, some of these things sit around for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you might have to honor a price on something, you know, if you didn't say, you know, this price valid through December 31st of 2023, somebody finds it two years from now, you know, and then you have to make the decision. Do you want them as a client or do you want to say, we're sorry, that price is no longer valid? Yep. And there is nothing wrong, like you said, saying the first 50 people to right. mm-hmm. will get this deal mm-hmm. because that also uh, creates a sense of urgency. Right. That also mm-hmm. creates a sense of fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. FOMO. Ooh. FOMO. Mm-hmm. So if you do something negative in your messaging, mm-hmm. like the la- the next 10 people to do this, will get this deal or five things that are making your website suck, mm-hmm. people will download that PDF mm-hmm. because of that fear of missing out. They're like, right. okay, I need to know what are the five things that are making my website suck. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and don't have 25, have five. <laughs> you know? Always, always an odd number for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, and a lot of people say three, I mean, you know, the designers will tell you, you know, put things in, in threes, but um, yeah, it is. It's, it's very interesting when you start looking at the psyche of people, um, you know, because then it comes back to also things like color, you know, content. Um, you know, I always laugh when I'm watching something on TV and an ad comes on that is very clearly for somebody very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you're watching, say, you know, Criminal Minds or something that's pretty gritty and a toy commercial comes on or, you know, children's cereal. I'm like, I don't think they're watching this, especially not at 10 o'clock at night. Um, you know, and, and so it's always, you know, as we only have so many dollars and so much time. So why not make sure that, okay, you know, it's going to be seen by the right people at the right time. Yeah. I, it goes back to that psyche. Mm-hmm. Children's cereal is at children's height on the store mm-hmm. at because right. the yeah the the granola is up here. <laughs> Captain they, Crunch is lower. They want the child to see the colorful mm-hmm. blue and yellow mm-hmm. boxes, so they pick them out and go, "Mommy, can you buy this for mm-hmm. me?" Mm-hmm. That's part of marketing. Is that's mm-hmm. what I find it so interesting? Is how is marketing influencing people mm-hmm. to buy from them? Right. Yeah. And, and it really is in many cases, something very simple, like product placement, you know, you just don't stop to think, Hey, you know, what if we put this higher, lower on an end cap? Of course, end caps are are always really hot ticket items um, because you might not go down that aisle, but ooh, there's that cereal you've been thinking about buying. Yeah. And I, I mentioned it in the book, uh, double sales, zero salespeople, but we were having an issue with one of our Google ads. It was not converting for some reason. And I looked at the desktop version. I could not figure it out. And the Google ad was around magazine, custom custom mm-hmm. magazines for your business, branded magazines. Could not figure out what was wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Finally, one day I picked up my phone and went on the site. And I realized because of the way our site was laid out, mm-hmm. it was showing newsletter publishing first instead of magazine publishing. Ah. So just swapping that, we went mm-hmm. from one lead a week to mm-hmm. getting one lead a day. Right. So sometimes it's something very simple that's mm-hmm. holding back your marketing. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a big, big believer in saying, if you do something on your website, look at it on your mobile because mm-hmm. it can look completely different right. from what you expect. Right. Well, and even when people say, well, my site is mobile optimized. Yeah, it, it may be, but it's going to rearrange stuff, um, you know, and, and depending on how it was set up. So yeah, you know, double check those things. Um, you know, there's a, a newspaper that I look at frequently online where I'm almost ready to give up because it has so many pop-up ads <laughs> and, and you can't close them. I mean, it's just, you know, and, 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 but we've all seen sites like that, right? And, and I totally understand why, you know, they, they aren't selling print versions or aren't selling nearly as much. So their ad revenue is down. Mm-hmm. They have to make money. So they have online advertising, right? You know, this makes sense. But if there's more advertising than content, or if you can't get to the content, um, you know, you need to make sure that that you're re- you know, rethinking your process. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it, it just comes down to that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And consistency too. I mean, you know, we've all seen where we get this really cool flyer. And it says, you know, go to such and such website and we go and it looks totally different. And so then the first thing you, I must've typed this wrong, right? Yeah. You know, and, and so, yeah, if you use blues predominantly on your website and have certain images, then that should be what your print man, or at least a landing page, right? Get them there to start with, um, you know, and, and because, you know, 
I have the, the attention span and the patience of a gnat. <laughs> and and I know I'm not, you know, I think Facebook did a thing, you know, we, we talk about gnats. I, I believe Facebook did a study that said, we now all have the attention span of a goldfish, which is four seconds. I don't know how they figured this out, but you know, whatever, it sounded fun. So if you haven't captured somebody's attention in four seconds, they're gone. Yeah. Um, you know, even 10, you know, that's, and, and, and I think people think, but my stuff is so great. They'll read it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. No, you have three to five seconds. You're mm-hmm. right. It's three to five seconds to capture someone's mm-hmm. attention and tell them what you do, right. how you can help them and what call to action mm-hmm. you can make. Right. And some of us get caught up in big, big sentences. Keep mm-hmm. it simple. Going back mm-hmm. to keep it simple, silly, mm-hmm. keep it very simple. Talk at a grade five or six language level. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to consume that content. Right. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Jessica, this has been so much fun and, and we really should do it again because this is just, you know, such great information for everybody, but tell people more about Tulip Media Group and what are the services that you provide? And then how do they find that and how do they connect with you? Absolutely. So Tulip Media helps businesses all over North America with their print and digital marketing, people who are struggling with retaining clients, people who are struggling with their marketing, not giving them the ROI they're looking for. So we do that with print magazines and newsletters. We do that with PPC advertising, website messaging, SEO blogging. Um, We have email newsletter. Uh, At the end of the day, we're here to give you proven results. We're here to give you qualified leads. And that's what Tula Media does. And so how do they find you? So you can find us on at tulipmediagroup.com. And if you're interested in learning more about the book, Double Sales, Zero Sales People, you can go to tm.media forward slash double sales. There you can find a free chapter of the book. You can buy the book or you can actually schedule a free call with me and we can talk about anything and everything marketing about your business. Perfect. Say that one again. Everything and everything about marketing for your business. And that's tm.media forward slash double sales. Perfect. I love it. You know, and and I really am just totally fascinated with this concept of having magazines, print magazines and print newsletters, because we've gotten so far away from that. Um, You know, and and so, you know, I I love this. And and definitely, I think people really need to think, you know, okay, this is not a hundred dollar a month investment people, you know, it's, it's going to cost you more than that. So you need to to think through this process, but wow, you know, you've, you've got such great information on your website to show how this works. So I encourage people to, to go there. And again, it is tulipmediagroup.com. Um, do you have in, this really, as I said, has been such a great conversation. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah. Listeners, get your storefront ready. Get your website ready for visitors. If your website is not ready for visitors, your marketing is going to fall flat. I hate to say it, but it's true. So make sure you have a landing page. Make sure you have a call to action and make sure that it's easy for people to buy from you. I love it. So much fun. Well, as I said, I've been having a wonderful discussion with Jessica Embry, who is the creative director at Tulip Media Group. She's also the co-author, and I'm going to give the whole title this one, Double <laughs> Sales, Zero Sales People, Optimize Your Sales and Marketing into One Business Development Strategy That Works. So Jessica, this has been fabulous. I'm Deb Creer, and until next time, everyone have a great day. 
Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.